I wanted to talk to you guys uh, a good piece today, this morning on GoPuff. Uh, interesting business model there. Um, so the, I guess the difference between them and the other apps like Instacart and like and Drizzly and the others is that they're going to have they have a instead of using current retailers, they're going to have micro fulfillment centers, right? Yeah, they want to own their inventory. Oh boy! Oh boy! They want to own their inventory versus yeah. I don't know why this is so. I, I think it's maybe the wind. <laughs> no, it's it's garbled regardless of the wind. But no, they want to own their inventory versus Drizzly, which partners with retailers because Drizzly thinks that they can offer more price transparency and more selection that way. But um, I think for, um, hold on, sorry, I totally blanked. For uh, GoPuff. That never um, happens to me, so don't. Well, I didn't have COVID, so, but I do have COVID. But for GoPuff, they want to be as integrated as possible because they their whole rubric is 30 minutes for a host of things from Bevalk to, you know, diapers to snacks to all sorts of things. So it's a different model. And, um, you know, they've got 450, I think, fulfillment centers, they said. They service 800 cities. Um, I'm yeah, not see, sure they will get more retailers. That's uh, so, uh, so, I mean, they're going all in. Like, we, <laughs> where it seems like the others are like, we're just an app. And, you know, it's more of tying two companies to a, or tying a company to a, uh, to a consumer in their home. Right. And whereas they're like, no, we're going to own the inventory. And it's much, I mean, think of how much more uh, capital intensive yeah. that's going to be. But, you know, well, they don't seem to have an issue with, with yeah, raising it. Billion. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I guess that's where I'm getting at is, is that if they win, if, if the capital is put to, to good work and the technology works, they will have that advantage. And, and keep in mind that this, you know, this isn't a new, this is one of the oldest uh, delivery tropes in the, in the country. I mean, hell we used to, uh, my mother used to, uh, you know, have a milkman and uh, no, I don't look like him, but <laughs> you know, in a diaper service, you know, so we're kind of going back to where that we were back in the like fifties and sixties, except that um, it's not a route anymore. It's a, you always get your milk on two o'clock on Tuesday. It's I want it when I want it. But the, even currently, this business model is is being used, especially in in, in big cities, uh, especially New York. Like when you think of, I mean, there's a lot of little companies around the bureaus that just service one bureau, right? And and they they have a, a kind of a small store format, but you you don't go in there and buy anything. You have to order it, yeah, uh, online. And they just have bicycles going around delivering. So the the model's already in real congested or, or tightly uh, concentrated areas like New York or San Francisco, but not, it doesn't lend itself well to like LA or Houston or right. where there's still a lot of people, but they're more spread out. So, and there's traffic and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, they're taking that little micro model that works so well in, in New York and, and, and they want to do that and scale it net nationwide is what I'm seeing. I mean, we used Seamless a lot when we were in New York, but I don't think Seamless was kind of like Grubhub that I think actually Grubhub owns Seamless. But um, what's interesting to me is the fact that there are going to be so many models after some of the GoPuff news hit. And I actually reached out to Drizzly because I wanted to ask them their perspective, like what makes you guys different? And 
beyond what we've already talked about, he said, well, yeah, you know, we prefer to work with, they prefer to own. There are obvious implications for that. But more than that, he's like, this isn't, this is the tip of the iceberg. There's so many more models coming, you know, three-tier compliant and less and everything in between. So it's just like, get ready, you know? Right. Uh, you know, the, and the key is the app. And, you know, like kind of like what Paul Renee said at Geloso the other day, we want to be everywhere. (laughs) If you have an app call, you know, for a producer, that makes sense, right? We'll join all the apps for now. And then it's going to probably winnow down at some point. There'll be a shakeout like every industry. And then uh, it'll end up being Amazon. (laughs) It'll, It'll end up just, you know. Amazon will buy. In the end, Amazon will just eat everybody. So right, right, and then we'll send uh, we'll send that jackass to Mars. (laughs) Wear his cowboy hat up there. I don't. Well, what's that in like the final season of Parks and Rec? And they're they know they skipped like three years into the future, and all their like commercials in there were like Verizon, Comcast. Like they just shoved eight (laughs) companies together, and it's like only four (laughs) companies exist now. Yeah, but you know, Amazon doesn't care. They don't add anybody's name to their name. It's just always going to be Amazon. You know, it's like even I'm surprised Whole Foods haven't changed their name to Amazon Whole Foods. Maybe they have a sea change that we've been. I feel like we've been covering it well, and we should continue because I think this is. I mean, it's happening just accelerated pace. I mean, we've been talking. There, there have been delivery apps for a few years. Uh, I remember Favor was my first delivery app. Uh, I, I was in Austin. It was at your wedding, Jen, actually, because um, Favor started in Austin and it was the only app. It was only in Austin at that point, I think. When, what year did you get married? 2014. Were you were you uh, favoring giant Band-Aids, Harry, for your oh murderous girlfriend that you brought to my wedding? I didn't bring her to your wedding. I brought her to this town that your wedding happened to be in <laughs> oh god are we gonna continue to go anyway i i remember i was with kimberly clements we were at a bar somewhere downtown and i needed tobacco product and i was like gosh dang it she goes oh just download the favor and yeah i had my tobacco product in 30 minutes wonderful i was i was there i remember that oh jordan you were there yeah got some snooze that snooze that's right snooze well, I, I don't use that anymore. It's I use the real old like red man tobacco, which Get a good buzz going. That hadn't been canceled. That's a terrible name for a tobacco product, but it sure does. Uh, you just put a little pinch between your cheek and gum, Jordan, and boy, you're set. You can just lock yeah. in, your, put your new headphones in and lock in and get all your work done. I mean, it's poison, though. Like, I guess sometimes you don't really have to clean up. Uh, poison if it's well, just, I mean, you know, terrible to begin Lord, with. I don't know if you uh, are familiar with the molecular structure of ethanol, the product that we are currently talking about all day, every day. <laughs> we don't like know, to but, the P word around here, but uh, technically. <laughs> tobacco uh, tobacco's in a worse light than alcohol. I don't know. I don't know. I see a lot of old men smoking around here that... Uh, there's an old man here that lives here. That uh, He lives by the pool. So he comes out on his little patio and has a smoke. It looks like he has a smoke about every 15 minutes, according to when I'm at the pool. <laughs> and we chit chat, you know, and he just, uh, yeah, my wife doesn't like me to smoke inside. You know, 
He looked healthy as a horse, Jordan. I don't know where you're getting this nonsense. Science. Understandable. Not smoking inside. Yeah. You're not wearing your new headphones. You haven't gotten them yet. All right. (laughs) Okay. So I was thinking of actually doing a pod at the office later this week because I have two mics up there. If you want to do a common pod just for fun, change, you know. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Well, um, also, uh, Sarah wanted to talk about uh, the Gallo High Noon thing. Um, so I, there's a couple of things I thought was interesting is that they, uh, being a spirit-based product, has actually given them an edge in, cha- in, you know, in liquor channels where they're not allowed in grocery stores because the liquor guys are like, hell yes, we're going to pump you up because you're, you're, we're the only brand that, you know, what am I trying to say? You're not available anywhere else. <laughs> right. Yeah. That was interesting when he pointed that out. And I hadn't even considered that as that yeah. liquor stores. I mean, obviously they, you know, it's one of those duh kind of moments, but that they would use that as an opportunity to differentiate themselves. And they're like, no, you want to come to the liquor store. Stop getting your seltzer over there. <laughs> like we have this. And they, it was, you know, he pointed out the specs and a few other places in Texas and then Pennsylvania, oh, there state stores. Yeah. yeah uh, he said like they really pushed behind it. I was like, well, that's, I mean, yeah. I mean, you love to have to, those guys in your corner for sure. Yeah. You walk into a total wine and there's always, I, I, I went there, I don't know, two weeks ago, there was big display of, uh, of high name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they got to put it front and center because the fridge is way in the back. I mean, you got to walk the whole store to get to the fridge. So that's, that's what liquor stores do that on purpose. So you have yeah. to do that. You know, it's like, uh, it's like that weed store we were in in Vegas, Jordan. They put all the good shit right in the back. We had to walk like a hundred yards. <laughs> that uh, was a terrible setup. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was just, yeah, weird. Yeah. And, and, it, and it looks like to me that they're not stopping with high noon, which why should there? It looks like. Gallo's ready to be big in the RTD and whatever you want to call it, seltzer, RTD, all of it. They want to be in everything and, and, uh, and they should there. I mean, why wouldn't they, they are masters at it. And- yeah. And I mean, I would say spirits in general, just because um, comparatively their spirits arm is, you know, newer than their, you know, the wine business has been around forever, but uh They've been like really pushing it lately. And I mean, they have like the high-end tequila and um, rum that are doing really, really well. Uh, Obviously, High Noon is the biggest driver. So why wouldn't you? Uh, And when he was talking about, when Burt West was talking about how he thinks about their business, he's like, I don't even lump in RTDs when I'm thinking about spirits. He goes, I go traditional spirits. This is what's happening over here. And this is a strategy there versus rtds are over here separate animal and we treat them differently right and that's um i wonder why i mean i probably because there's different routes to market um yeah but i mean also given their portfolio it's i would say the rtds are very different than the like i don't think you would lump in an rtd with like their you know high-end rum i don't know how often those you know overlap in where they sell or who they're selling to even sometimes. Right. Yeah. There, there's real, it's a real mixed bag of, of, of success there. When you try and lump a liquor brand in with a, with an RTD, it, it either works great or it doesn't work at all. There's no like middle ground. <laughs> it seems like, so, you know, Smirnoff ice has been the, 
the biggest success story of combining a liquor brand. And then you've got, uh, we know Captain Morgan's gold that it was inedible. I mean, <laughs> the bottle, you could eat the bottle, but the liquid inside was not, it was unsafe. I'd be, uh, uh, I'd be curious to know like what the demographic is behind high noon because it's so expensive. I feel like they're getting a much older crowd drinking seltzer than white claw or truly just because college kids, I don't, yeah. it's 25 bucks at twin liquors. I don't know how they could afford that. For sure. But I think uh, it's kind of hard I think, to nail down the demographics on that one, or at least their target. He, he, he talked about it more in occasions than which I feel like most people are now. That's how you're marketing your stuff is your where it's going and not necessarily who's consuming it. Uh, yeah. And their whole point is like wherever, you know, obviously the, the on the go. And I imagine, I don't know, maybe, maybe people with more disposable income are on the go a little more. <laughs> yeah. I guess in the on-premise too, all the seltzers are kind of mm-hmm. same price too. So yeah. He said something interesting too about flavors, you know, like they have a black cherry also high noon does and a mango and, you know, you know, the typical ones that white clone truly do also, but he's like, we don't like put those ones out like on premise. People don't want, because I don't blame them for not wanting another black cherry on the back. And that's why they said he, they're like, um, he said peach and then. Was the other one that Raspberry was like was pineapple or? and peach where there are oh. like their neck and neck number one flavors. Mm. It's like, well, they're a little more differentiated. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's the game in that business mm-hmm. coming up with something different. Hmm. Well, speaking of uh, affordability, um, AB just bought, brought that neutral brand which is basically their answer to High Noon. It's also spirits-based, but you know they said Cutwater is not going to be competing with High Noon per se because Cutwater generally has too much flavor. You know, margarita, mai tai, mojito, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. But neutral is vodka soda. So speaking about affordability, I'm not sure how they're pricing it, but I can almost guarantee it'll be cheaper than High Noon. <laughs> right. So absolutely, they got the scale to make it cheaper. But I mean, I I see I still see a uh, you know I, I still see a lot of Bud Light seltzer around and uh, just around here, just at the pool and stuff, and and White Claw and Truly, and it's, everybody claims that nobody's drinking seltzer. That sure are around here. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was a stupid thing anyway. The mainstream press, <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, I think they just really wanted to use uh, fizzes out <laughs> Yeah, as a phrase. <laughs> or hangover in their yeah. headline. Yeah, lost its head. Mm-hmm. Oh, those silly mainstream media. <laughs> <laughs> Another interesting thing, Sarah, was that they, just with one change of a law in Michigan, they gained 8,000 accounts, or no, three to 4,000 accounts. Mm-hmm. They are highly motivated to change the laws if they you can get that many more accounts and and just by just by changing the law not by doing any commercial or business activities yeah i mean um you certainly you know going to be careful not to say that they're like lobbying for it or anything like that but you know certainly keeping like a really close eye on it because that is that is significant so yeah 
they have to, I, I'm, you know, factor that in similar to other spirit based RTDs would have to, you know, how would you attack adding another three to 4,000 accounts that suddenly want you, you know, that would be something you'd have to be ready for. Right. Oh, I saw today that uh, Boston beer is starting to encourage their distributors to switch from six tells to half barrels, but in, until we know what's going to happen with the Delta variant and if we're going to get another lockdown, it, if there is another lockdown, that there'd be fewer bigger kegs in the market. It's interesting. We, well, I was looking at the data today. It looks like in as early as late as late June was the bottom of the COVID outbreaks per day. It was like June 25th or something. And then it's just shot up since then. And here we are at uh, August 9th, just what, three weeks later. And it's, you know, it's shooting back up to where we were at our peak in Mm -hmm. like February. So if we do get lockdowns and we get another scenario where we're getting kegs back and, you know, that whole nightmare scenario that we had in 2020 in March, um, the brewers, I think, are already scaling back they're a little spooked and they're like don't let's not order a lot of draft right now even though on on premise it's exploding and we have no cans or bottles to give you we also don't want to give you kegs so is there a package i I, i'm thinking now that these beatbox guys are are brilliant with their tetra packs i mean geez it's hard to get it fluid in anything these days I have, I, I open that Tetra pack and I'll just like take swigs of it. I swear to God, that thing lasts me a week. It's <laughs> amazing. I, that is what I like about resealable. Yeah. Right. It's like, you didn't even have a drink. <laughs> yeah. Just need a little bit. Just take the edge yeah. out. Right. <laughs> so to allow them on airplanes. Yeah. Millie just takes those. I can't believe they shampoo bottles, like six travel shampoo bottles. bottles. Like, why, why are you carrying six clear <laughs> bottle, clear shampoo? They didn't even ask her. So. Well, what was the thing that FAA was like, can you stop selling alcohol to go at the like uh, airport bars and restaurants? Yeah. <laughs> and like, they're just taking yeah. it on the plane and getting shit face there. I mean, hot girl summer has, is, has entered the airport <laughs> of America and it's just gotten out of hand. I mean, People just don't know how to act anymore. People have forgotten how to act in public. I mean, that you can't that, use the airport as a like baseline, though. right? Yeah. Well, I mean, there were never I, any rules at the airport. Sarah, when I was a kid, we, I put on a coat and tie going to the airport. You know, you got dressed up in you your even Sunday have airplanes. Desk. Yeah, you had to. Yeah. <laughs> you guys had airplanes. They had airplanes. I mean, they had propellers on them. <laughs> Yeah, uh, did have we've already talked about that guy that got tied up, didn't we? That got taped. No, we have not. The duct, tape. Got duct tape to his seat. I mean, wow, what a jackass! But you know, at least his parents are worth two million, so I'm sure he's on easy street now. All right, guys, that's all I had. Y'all got anything else? <laughs> I, I think to leave it. All right, guys. Well, y'all, thanks for drinking beer and seltzer and RTDs, and I will uh, talk to you later. (laughs) (laughs) 
Why don't you just talk through that the whole time, Jen? It sounds clearer. Ghost. I don't understand why nobody wants to listen to it. God, what, I hope there are listen. other people out there with you. <laughs> no, they're not. They're, well, they're they're like far ish. Also, <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> I could listen to that all day, Jen. You know, I'm just gonna. Can I just get a recording of that on a loop, and we can just have that as a uh, an out a streaming yeah. on a website? <laughs> this is funny because number two is supposed to be spooky. There's nothing spooky about this. Listen. Oh, it's creepy. It's spooky. Yes. Well, I was working out yesterday. You're cutting this anyway, right? Oh, no. This is the oh. most part. I'm putting this <laughs> in the beginning. Never mind, because I was going to show you what Bill did to me yesterday when I was working out, but I don't oh. think it's ready for prime time. Oh, no, no, no. We'll just leave that to George's imagination. <laughs> um, it was <laughs> Why am I? No, no. It was, it was, no, it was something I? he said. <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> All right, guys, take care. Have fun.